It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Pop it because it's Shanghai Chronicles, hey. Pop it because it's Shanghai Chronicles, hey. I got the tea, I got the tea, I got the tea. If you don't pop it with me, he. I got the tea, I got the tea, I got Shanghai. I got the tea, I got the tea, I got Shanghai. Chronicles, Shanghai. Chronicles, Shanghai. America, twerk is something. What you won't do? I got the tea. Shanghai Chronicles. Shanghai Chronicles. Hey, hey, twerk it, hey, twerk it. Shanghai, hey, hey, Chronicles. Shanghai Chronicles. Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 50, one year of the Real Me anniversary special. Before we get into the show, we're going to listen to some voice messages from some of my dedicated followers and listeners just congratulating us a one year of Shanghai Chronicles. So take a listen, enjoy. Hey, good people, this is Remy. Hey, I hope everybody out there is doing well. Oh, I just want to congratulate Shanghai Chronicles on one year, one year, her one year anniversary. Um, hey, girl, what can I say? I'm so proud of you. I am just so proud of you. Um, let me see. Let me reflect. I mean, I just love the damn America. I like to hear my politics, and I like to get my politics coming to me in a raw fashion, a little explained out, a little better, where, you know, I can understand it, makes and stimulate my mind. And you know, you know I'm crazy about the twerk something segment. Because Remy be twerking. But all in all, I'm crazy about Shanghai Chronicles podcast. Um, I wish you many, many more um, 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 podcasts. And, and I hope that you can branch out into some other avenues with the Shanghai Chronicle brand. Congratulations. And I got to say, you know, Remy's always available anytime you want me to come on board, girl. And I'm out. Hey, Shay. So it's been one year since you've been doing your podcast, and I cannot be more proud of you, girl. Keep doing your thing. Keep making us laugh. Love you. Love Shanghai Chronicles. Happy one year anniversary. Love, Danny. Shanghai Chronicles, A. 
Shanghai Chronicles. Hey, congratulations to my girl Shay. Your show is amazing. You're an amazing person. Just keep doing what you're doing. You got plenty of energy. You rock this by yourself. You give everything. You put everything into your show. I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Hey Shay, it's Faith. I just want to congratulate you on your one year anniversary of Shanghai Chronicles. I could just remember the multiple text messages we sent you just pushing you to pursue this and you're here. You're at a year. I'm so proud of you. Keep on um, striving for greatness. Don't let anyone um, deter you. Um, I'm so proud of you. Congratulations, Shay. I'm so happy for you and how far you've come. God definitely blesses those who are dedicated and you're showing your dedication every day. And I just look forward to um, what God has in store for you in the future and never give up and continue to be creative and shoot for the stars. So proud of you. Love you so much. Happy anniversary. Congratulations on one year. We wish you many more. Keep grinding and working hard. Love you. From Low and the Kitties. Shanghai Chronicles, hey, Shanghai Chronicles, hey, congrats on your one year anniversary, Shay, love Neiman David, keep doing your thing, boo. Shanghai Chronicles, hey, shout out to my girl Shay, aka Shanghai herself, listen Shay, I'm proud of you, one year later, looking back, looking good, this is coming straight from your strategic marketing manager, <laughs> FC99, love them out. Damn, America. Shanghai Chronicles just turned one. Shay, congratulations. One year down, many more to go. Continue doing your thing. It's your big dog, Kid Six. So you know I'm going to catch you every Saturday doing your damn thing with these damn Chronicles. But when you going to feature Red Do Red Chronicles, you heard? But it's not about me right now. It's about you, man. Continue doing your thing, sis. Proud of you. Hey, so like I said, welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 50. Um, so let's get into our first segment, Damn America. I made it as a year as a podcaster. I'm so excited. Um, thank you to everyone that supported me along the way, everyone that believed in me, everyone that just was kept pushing me, was like, Shay, you can do this, girl. You're made for it. Um, you know, <laughs> you got this. Um, basically... My journey has been a really good one. Um, my friends, they basically was like, Shay, you give us all the tea all the time. You need to go ahead and make this podcast. Like, you're always the one, always on top of things, sending us stuff. You're funny, hilarious to so just go do, you know, do this thing. And I was like, no, I don't think I need to do it. I don't think I'm like made for whatever case may be. So, you know, my friend, Danielle, she reached out to me and was just like, you know what, you need to, you know, start this show. So um, basically what happened was I started it and I'm going to like record it and do the podcast and things. So I'm going to do it. So how all of this started was, you know, she started to like look for places for us to record, um, look for us to get, you know, equipment, things like that. Um, and Naima was also in the mix, like supporting me was like, Shay, you know, you can do it. You don't really need, you know, nowhere to record or whatever. You can just get the equipment. I was like, well, you know, money is a little tight, but whatever. Um, Danny found 
1500 radio and shout out to phil shout out to phil for believing in me um shout out to him for giving me the platform to start off shanghai chronicles and i really appreciate him i really appreciate him just you know listening to my concept and you know listening to my content and things like that um so i really appreciate him for that so shout out to him um the Shanghai Chronicles came about because Ning gave me the Shanghai name because in college she used to call me that. And then, of course, I had a blog which was called The Chronicles of Fashion Shanghai. So I just took the Chronicles part and just added that on there. Um, so that's where all of that came from. I appreciate everyone to supporting me. I appreciate Danielle for like starting my website. Um, I really, really appreciate Sean. Um, you probably heard him in some of the voice messages in the beginning of the show. He really supported me, really helped me with my content sometimes. Um, he helped me with rebranding my logo, finding the girl that you see um, behind the skyline of Shanghai, China. So I really appreciate him for that. Um, also, Neem has really been there um, supporting me. I sent her like some of my Damn America topics because, you know, she's really into politics and she helps me and we go over, you know, certain things at first I was like not comfortable like I I used to like practice before I go to the studio and look in the mirror before I would like go and record um but I appreciate them um I definitely appreciate my mother for definitely supporting me but I just appreciate myself too I appreciate myself for going out here starting this podcast I'm by myself and I just have a fun ass time doing it and I just can't believe that I made it to a year as a podcaster so shout out to me shout out to everything I've learned along the way um all the small mistakes or big mistakes I've made. I've definitely learned from them. Um, and I just hope that I continue to grow and that I continue to grow, uh, just care, basically, um, grow, uh, the care, the court, I can't even say the damn word because I'm so like tongue tied because how much success I done had the carriage, the courage to, um, basically do what it is that I like to do. So shout out to me for that. Um, so let's get into the second damn America topic, which is Crystal Madison. She is sentenced to federal prison for voting in Texas. So she's facing five years in prison for voter fraud. And she basically speaks out about it. Uh, she remembers the day that she was arrested for voting in the last presidential election because her mom kept pressing her go vote go vote go vote and she was just like okay like I did what I said you know she she listened to her mom and that's what she did she went to go vote uh, she's 43 years old. She was on supervised release for tax fraud when she cast her ballot to go vote and in Texas that's against the law. So she says that, you know, she feels like I pay my taxes. That's what I believe. She had no doubt in any way that this would have, you know, done it for her to be facing this jail time. Uh, but in Texans, felons can't vote until they have completed their full sentence. And now she's going to face five years in state prison for voter fraud. And on Thursday, she was given 10 months in federal prison for prison release violations. So 
Nationwide, just to give you guys some stats, it's an estimate 6.1 million felons get restricted from voting and nearly 500,000 of them are in Texas. And in 13 other states, felons lose their right to vote indefinitely. Uh, I know a lot of people um, voice their opinions on this. I know Bernie Sanders, he voiced his opinion on it. Um, of course, you know, it, it wrote voting I guess back in the 1870s, uh, it was like a felony voting laws was like going through and things like that. So people, you know, are being punished for voting. And I think that's absurd. Like it should be our First Amendment, the right, the freedom to speech, which should be the right to vote. And I think that we all know that majority of felons are in the black community. And I think that just really puts us in a category and just strips us from being able to go out there and exercise what our ancestors and everyone in the civil rights movement fought for. And that's for us to be able to vote as black people. Um, I know I saw a similar story that a lady, she was a uh, white, white lady and in her state, I'm not sure what state it was, she did the same exact thing that um, Mrs. Mason did, and she voted, and I think she feel like, I think she filled out two absentee balances, um, ballots, excuse me, and she did not get sentenced, she just got parole, and she just was able to pay like a $750 fine. So I think that's crazy. Um, I think that we need to really look into changing that in some of these states. Um, just like, of course, you know, we need to look into the gun laws and education, but this is really, really a thing that we need to focus on, especially since we're about to come up with voting in November. So I feel for this lady. I hope that she doesn't get any of this prison time just for exercising her right to vote and just for feeling that she needed to be heard in this past presidential election, which was a major, major, major election. So hopefully um, she has a good uh, team behind her and that can really, you know, see exactly you know what she did wasn't that much of a crime and in texas you know we were rooting for you guys this week because of that sentence with the police officer but now like i feel like this is absurd so hopefully some justice gets searched for her um i hope that you know they will you know give her some type of joy you know she has kids i think you know she saying she said that um her son had like a football game or something that she wanted to attend so i pray that you know she really gets some good justice with this so damn america i made it as a year as a podcaster i got so tongue-tied uh trying to say certain words that i'm just so excited for myself uh thank you once again to everyone i really appreciate it um also i wanted to recap one of my best damn america moments from a previous show uh, which will be episode 40. Um, I think I did an article where well, I did an article uh, or talked about Governor Bruce. Uh, he used chocolate milk as an analogy to explain how he helped the black community in Illinois. I thought that was hilarious of a topic to choose. And the way that I just talked about it and described it, it just had me cracking up. So shout out to that episode, episode 40. I think that one was called um, Live in the Basement or something like that. So shout out to me. So now we're going to get into our rising star. Um, we're going to get... um may say her name incorrectly so i'm going to just pronounce her first name and just spell her last name but her first name is 
Tomonson, and her last name is spelled O-G-U-N-N-U-B-I, and she's 15 years old. Uh, she is from Nigeria, so she's a 15-year-old Nigerian girl who coding skills basically changed the technology sector in her country. So she's the creator of My Locator, which is an app that helps locate missing children. Uh, she created the app in 2016 and has been downloaded over a 10,000 times since it hit Google Play. Uh, her app basically uses Google Maps to track users as they move from location to the next, and users can add numbers to the app that will receive the user's location in the event of any emergency. Um, it also has functionality where you can click on the alert button and it can send a text message and make a phone call. So that enable that can be enabled in your settings, she said. Um, it also can be an emergency number or a family member, whatever is your choice. Uh, she learned how to code when she was 12 years old. 12 years old, y'all, she learned how to code, which um, she wanted to create something useful. Uh, so she said that, but it was me then as my 12-year-old self thinking, oh, I've just learned how to create applications. How about I use what I have learned to create something that can be useful to me and other people? Uh, also, she got some good remarks from some of her teachers. Uh, she also does plan to develop more things in the near future, but she didn't want to disclose them as of yet because she's still working on them. She said she preferred to keep them to herself for now because things can change and develop over time. So shout out to her, 15 years old, from Nigeria. She's given us all that wonderful black girl magic. So we appreciate you, girl. So salute to you. Uh, so now we're going to get into everyone's favorite segment of Shanghai Chronicles, and that is the twerk something segment. So, of course, you know my intro is always popping. We always twerking. We always having a good time, okay? So, with the twerk something segment, so they're living their best life. So, Swiss Beats, he addressed all the haters. He want to let y'all know that his blended family is doing just fine. Mashonda and Alicia Keys are on vacation with the kids in Egypt. And, you know, at the beginning of this relationship everybody was just like okay you know what what's going on here Alicia Keys is a home wrecker like you know he left Mashonda to get with her and that was a story that was presented to us like we've I have always thought that with my nosy ass I always thought you know that's what she was and the thing about it is I think Mashonda when she was on the first season of Love and Hip Hop that's kind of what she disclosed to us a little bit, but she never told us who the person was. So, you know, I think that a lot of people can learn from them, okay? They, they want y'all to mind y'all damn business because they're living their best life. They in Egypt, okay? In Egypt, having a good-ass time. So some of y'all little parents that be going to these Myrtle Beaches and Disney on Ice and shit, maybe y'all can learn a couple of things from them on how to be adults, okay? Because that's what they're doing. They're adulting. Uh, so speaking of being adults, uh, Future finally chose his baby mother, Brittany, to be his queen. He addresses her on Instagram um, for her birthday. He went all out. She's also spotted with a diamond ring on her finger. So he probably didn't settle down with her because he's tired of declining bitches from Southwest Airlines and JetBlue. So he just wants her to be his queen. And he always goes back to her anyway. So let that be a lesson learned, y'all, that when you miss one, 
don't worry, they always come back, okay? They always come back. So when you think that you missed him and you think that you know he out here doing whatever, he'll keep coming back to you all the time with the same bullshit, the same bullshit. So, hey, uh, shout out to them. Um, Speaking of rings, so Drea, she is with Kylie at Kylie's Best Friends, like, launch party for her line. And, you know... She's looking like a snack per usual. And her um, fiance, he gets up on the comments and is like, you know, you want to go get married? And Dre is like, listen, yeah, let's go. Listen, I want y'all to get married too. Y'all been together for a long ass time. Y'all done had kid. Y'all co-parenting. She done went to, came to DC for a little bit. You done got traded back. Like, nigga. Y'all needs to get married, okay? It's not like y'all don't have money for a wedding. Y'all need to get married. Like, y'all have been engaged for a long ass time. This is like engaged with, this engagement is like people who don't really have money for a wedding and they just be engaged for a long ass period of time. Like, this is what y'all doing. This shit is fucking sickening, okay? It's sickening. We want y'all to go and just get married. Just just go to the justice of the peace. Fuck it. Just do that. Just go and do it. Like, what is the hold up? What's what's going on here? Like, this shit is annoying. I'm about sick of just seeing this goddamn engagement ring. Like, get it together. Get it together. Don't troll us with these comments. Like, get it the fuck together. So, hopefully, they can, you know, work on that. I don't know what they need to do, but we'll see. Um. So, Bow Wow is in the need he's crying out for help apparently he had a violent meltdown on set of growing up in hip-hop Atlanta he done smashed cameras he's throwing stuff he's going off so you know he has been on Instagram you know throwing a lot of subliminal messages about you know how he doesn't want to be here anymore his girlfriend went through a miscarriage you know his father relapsed with the alcohol so he's going through a lot and of course people are tearing his ass up in the comments but you know I've always loved Bow Wow always loved him and the thing about it is that he has been in this celebrity world this status since he was like nine six seven years old and the success that he had then he tried to carry it into his adult years but it didn't really work out that way and I think he is starting to like realize that and it's like catching up with him and then also he could be extra stressed too because his you know baby mother is having a baby by future so future keeps taking all of his exes who knows but I think, you know, we should just help him. He needs to get himself together, y'all, because he has a tour, okay? We need to see him doing Little Bow Wow, you just don't know. It's a so-so deaf tour. So he needs to get his shit together. He can't be out here acting like that. So I hope that, you know, his camp finds him some help because he needs to make this money on this tour. This tour has to go on, okay? With or without him, JD's going to do this tour. So hopefully this little cry... This little cry for help that he's doing. Somebody is listening and somebody is coming to be by his side, Lord, because he needs it. He needs it. So, hey. Um, Basketball Wives has been a lot. Uh, they are in Amsterdam and, you know, there's a petition going out to get Evelyn off of the show because of the comment that she made to the newbie CC. So basically they were in a heated argument 
the girl called Evelyn Evelyn and then Evelyn comes back with the shadiest shade of all comments and calls the girl Laylee. So, you know, don't really hit the girl because she little dumb. And, you know, she looks at Malaysia and she's like, well, who is Lily? And Malaysia's like the girl at the nail shop. And the girl's like, oh, we're going to do that. We're going to do a racist thing. Well, girl, first of all, it took you a long time to catch on. And second of all, um, I just think it wasn't meant to be racist. I just think that when you get in a heated argument, the shade it's like the shadiest cloud, like it's about to be a tornado coming. Like the shade is to the next level. So I would expect that that is what's going to happen. So my thing is this. Y'all don't need to be petitioning to get Evelyn off the show because Evelyn brings the ratings, okay? Evelyn and Jen brings the ratings. To be honest, this show needs to die. Nobody's on there as a fucking wife. Nobody is, I mean, people are girlfriends, whatever. Nobody man is really playing in the fucking league. So, like, what is the point of this Basketball Wives? Like, there's no point of it anymore, Shawnee. I think you should just let it die. You said you're getting into the weed business. So, just deal with that because this right there, it's beyond terrible. So, hey, we'll see. Um, also, Eminem dropped a new album. He's taking a lot of diss at people. He's coming at Joe Button. He's coming at Tyler, the creator. He's coming at Machine Gun Kelly. LeBron James said that it's fire. And I'm just waiting for Joe Button to come back at Eminem. Because this is what we've been waiting for. Fuck Nicki Minaj and her, you know, trying to go on her little thing with... Trap Scott, this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for this little battle right here. Because, you know, Joe Button left Shady Records, whatever case may be, whatever he was on, I don't know. But we're waiting for this, okay? This culture right now needs this. And I can't wait to hear what Joe is going to say about that disc. So... I don't know what song is on. I haven't listened to the album yet. I've just been speculating and hearing what people have been saying. And I'm just waiting for it to come. Waiting for it to come. So I will be ready when all of it comes to light. Okay? Because we need a good battle right now. Need a good battle. So hopefully this will come together. Um, You know, I spoke of Nikki. I said I wasn't going to speak of Nikki anymore. But this Queen Radio past uh last week tiger he calls in and he's on the queen radio he calls in and he basically is revealing to us that he you know made kylie okay so nigga you basically telling us that you told her that she needed to be fucking around with black people in order to be accepted and this, that, and the third and basically put her on to the black culture. You know, you were behind all of her lip kit names and you picked out all her wig colors. Okay, first of all, you didn't get permission to do that. You didn't call us. And ask us, was that okay? So you are to blame for them doing the cultural appropriation. That's you. You're to blame for that, huh? We were wondering. 
We were wondering, because, you know, Kylie was an ugly duckling, but we were wondering. So you basically, you think you're telling us the tea, but you kind of told on yourself. And then God forbid that you would think that it was so nasty of you to be dating her when she was only like 17 and you're a grown ass man. Oh, no, no, that didn't think to come to mind. No, no, no. What came to mind is that you made her. How cute. How cute. So you made her, you gave her the swag, you know, you put her on the map and I'm just looking and I'm just thinking to myself, damn, you're a fucking sellout. You done sold us out. You done put her on. So like everything that China was talking on the phone with her homegirls, you was collecting that shit. You was writing that shit down. Instead of you practicing on your goddamn lyrics and your rap, instead of you worrying about what cash money going to pay you, you listening to what you can take back to Kylie for the black culture. That's so shady of you. Mm, nasty. That's nasty of you. Like, like you basically told the bitch she needs culture. Pretty much. You basically told her that she needs culture. In order for her to succeed in this world, she needs culture. Pretty much. God forbid she needed anything else. She just needs culture. I am just too through. I'm too through. Like, I, I can't believe it. I'm fa- like, I, you know what? Fuck it. I probably can't believe it. Whatever. I believe it. This right here. I'm just like, okay. Y'all not together anymore. You usually dodge questions about her. And, you know, this, that, and the third. You went and got a girl that looked just like her. And now you out here just spilling the beans and just letting us know that you really put her on. Like, you really put her on. And you helped her pick out her lip kick names. Like, so basically, you saying, nigga, I need to be next to you on that Ford magazine cover. Like, I need to be standing next to you because some of that is my coin, too. Because if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be on Ford magazine because I gave the lip kit names. Okay, so you told her to name it Chocolate and whatever else she got and 21 and all, whatever, she, whatever else she got. But you are behind all of that. Wow. Wow. Wow, Tyga. Wow. I, I couldn't believe that you would portray us like that. Like, you didn't even call. You didn't even call. You didn't even call. And the question about it is, why the fuck were you even there picking out lip kit colors? Like, what? Like, why were you even doing that? I'm just so, like, confused by that. Like, why are you even out there picking out lip kit colors? Like, Okay, that that was very manly of you, but hey, listen, I'm just upset that you didn't call the black community, like you didn't ring our line and call us and ask us, was it okay for you to like give her all the secrets and all the trends, but you know, hey, whatever, but you know what, we ain't going to forget that, you know, that girl... Okay, was damn near 17 and you were damn near 24, 25, okay? And you was digging up in that thing, all right? So now you want us to get that out of our minds and want us to know that you put her on and you made her. Great, perfect, who cares, whatever. Hmm. All right, hmm. okay, whatever. Uh, so and speaking of Queen Radio, so when does the dick drop? So... 
Safari is making a sex toy of his penis. He has a deal, a $7 million deal with a sex toy line. And it's going to be molded just like his penis, just like those inches that we all saw. And it's available now for pre-order. I'm interested to know how many people really are going to be ordering this penis. And, you know... People are going to be practicing to see if they can really take this type of penis, you know, this big penis. You know, this penis is something. This penis is getting Safari all of the coins. You know, Nikki went on her little rant, early, you know, earlier in the month and, you know, she was going on Safari. But Safari, that he didn't let that hold him down. That penis of his is getting him places, okay? Getting him in high places, okay? High, high places. So I'm curious to know, one, what color is it going to be? Probably going to be like a like a light brown probably. Yeah, it's going to be a light brown. I don't even know why I asked that. Um, You know, and he said it's molded just like it's penis. It's molded just like it. So I just want to know exactly when does it when does the dick drop? How much is it? And I'm sure, I'm sure that a lot of people are going to be getting his penis. A lot of people are going to be buying his penis for sure, okay? If you think that he was out there, Nikki, paying for prostitutes with a credit card, oh, you can hang that the fuck up. He don't need to anymore because his penis is everywhere. It's going to be sold. Okay, to anybody that wants to buy it, whether it's $50, $60, they're buying that penis now. Okay, okay, they're buying the penis. Um, so I just want y'all to know that you know, Lauren Hill, she has wrote us a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy essay about how she writes her music about how Miss Education came out here in 1998 and how she used this person, used that person because somebody basically came out and he explained that Miss Education, you know, she didn't write any of that. She didn't, you know, give people their props for writing and production credits of 13 of the album, 14 tracks, this, that, and a third. So, you know, she goes in and says, you know, you may be able to make suggestions for me, but you can't write for me. And apparently this is like the second go around that it has always come out about Lauren Hill around this album. Um, You know, she proclaims that she's the architect of her creative expression and said she said no decisions are made without me she hired master builders and masterful uh artisans and technicians who play beautifully lead their technical expertise and translate the language that she provided in a beautifully realized music now i do think he's reaching a little bit because some of those songs in there lauren sounds like she wrote them okay some of them, she sounds like they are her own words. But who doesn't have somebody writing for them? Beyonce has people writing for them. Hell, Quavo writes for a lot of people. Like, so why is that such a big thing now in the industry? And I feel like, you know, God forbid that Lauren needs to work on her attendance with these shows. But now we're worrying about whether she wrote an album that came out in 1998 when we just celebrated the 20th, 20th anniversary of the album. So I think the person is reaching. And then, you know, she goes in to say in this little essay, 
what I don't understand is why the fuck do people keep comparing themselves to Harriet Tubman? Like, leave Harriet out of it, okay? Like, why do y'all keep comparing yourself to Harriet Tubman? Y'all ain't swum through the swamps. Y'all ain't free the people. Y'all ain't, you know, running through the woods with the shots firing at you. The dogs fucking coming for you. Y'all need to stop comparing yourself to Harriet Tubman, okay? Find another little civil rights leader to compare yourself to. Hell, do Rosa Parks, do Angela Davis, hell, Martin Luther King. Why the hell you keep using poor Harriet Tubman? And she says in here, I wouldn't be the first black person accused of this. I don't think of Harriet Tubman's skills as those of a hostess, but rather her relentless dedication to helping people who Wanted out of an oppressive, okay, listen, just stop, just stop, just stop it. Like, leave Harriet out of this. Leave poor Harriet out of this, okay? Just leave her out of this. Choose someone else. Choose someone else, okay? Just choose someone else. Thank you. So, you know, Friday morning, I woke up, I put on my best, and I headed into Detroit, okay? I was going to the Queen's funeral. It started at 10 o'clock and it damn near didn't start until 10.25 because the family was five minutes late and you know black people, we can't ever be on time for nothing. And I was there at the funeral, okay? I was sitting next to the beautiful, most beautiful, you know, cute little old little ladies. And we were at the funeral. We were having a good time. And, you know, when the service started, finally, when the service started, the pastor, you know, got up there, introduced everything, you know, family, whatever. You know, the choir sung and they just, you know, had me crying at the beginning because they just sound so good. The praise, praise was in there. And then, you know, Faith Hill came on the stage and she was just about terrible. She tried. She tried. She really tried. But it was a mess. And, you know, we had another speaker. And about time, it's about 1130. Probably about 1115, 1130. And then Ariana Grande comes on there with the shortest skirt ever. And all I hear is just the whispering. The two little ladies next to me is whispering. They whispering to their other little homegirl next to them. Because this skirt is just so short. And, you know, Reverend Jesse Jackson, Bill Clinton, everybody is loving the view, loving it. Her ponytail was longer than her skirt, okay? And we're all just trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, she sung Natural Woman. She did okay, whatever. It wasn't one of her best performances. Um... The pastor, he was very shady boots and he shades her with the little Taco Bell comment and, you know, he's grabbing her by the boob and caressing her. That's all over the internet. But, you know, this is the thing. The funeral, the funeral is still going on, okay? I'm still at the funeral. It's about 12. And, you know... We're done with her. Another speaker comes up and they talk and then the Clark sisters come. They looking good. They sing us to the gods. Okay. Sing us to the gods. And it's about 1230. I'm still at the funeral. So I'm still at the funeral. I didn't eat all the peppermints in my bag. I don't have anything left because I'm still at the funeral. Mind you, the funeral was supposed to be three and a half hours, but I'm still there. 
So, you know, another speaker comes on, you know, I see Tyler Perry from afar. I see Cicely Tyson. I see everybody. I'm saying hi. Hey, how you doing? The family's looking good. All of that. It's about 1.15. I'm still at the funeral. I'm still wondering when Fantasia's coming out, when Jennifer Hudson's coming out. I'm still there. Still there. And, you know, I'm there. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, who could be possibly coming up next? Because it's like 1.15, almost 1.30. This funeral is lasting for a while. So, you know, I look to the little ladies to my right, look to the little ladies to my left. And I'm just like, you know, ma'am, do you have any more peppermints or something? No, honey, I don't have any more. You know, you can probably go out in the lobby and go get some. I said, oh, no, I will not remove from my seat to go out to the lobby because everybody knows in the black church when you go out to the lobby, when you go out to the lobby, what happens is that you can't come back in until the ushers tell you can come back in. So I dare not go out to the lobby. So I just sat there. I just sat there. And it's about 2 o'clock now. And, you know, Fantasia finally comes on. And Fantasia sings me to the heavens, okay? I'm in heaven when Fantasia sings. Heaven, okay? Sings me to heaven. And, you know, she came prepared already. She didn't have to kick off her shoes and probably hit the 24-carat gold casket. She came with no shoes on, her handkerchief. She was... Sung me to the gods, okay? Sung me to the gods, to the heavens. Sung me to the heavens. And, you know, now it's about 2.15. Another speaker comes on, and I'm listening to him and how he loved Aretha. And they stand the third. And then about 2.30, the niece comes on there, and she goes through the whole entire program, okay? That's good. And I'm just looking for mints, just looking for gum. Because I'm just dying of hunger, okay? I've been at the funeral since 10. And now, you know, it's about, you know, 2.45, 3 o'clock. Bill Clinton's up there. He's playing off of his iPhone, whatever he was discussing. And then, you know, another performer comes. She gives this beautiful, you know, opera. You know, we're loving it. All of it. All of it loving it, okay? Um... The pastor comes and basically says, you know, to keep this going, people, you know, remember, you know, when you're supposed to come up, this, that, and third. I'm like, damn, to keep it going. Like, when is it going to be, when is, when, when is this going to be over? So now it's about 3.45, 4 o'clock. We're still at the funeral like we're still at the funeral so you know i see all maxine waters i see you know donnie simpson and somebody told me that donnie had a thing of fritos at the front so i'm trying to figure out how i can get up to donnie to get or ask for at least two fritos okay because i think he had the 50 cent bag so i'm trying to at least ask for two fritos because all of my mint candy is gone and i've been there since 10 and haven't eight so you know, it's about 3.45 now. Uh, you know, another speaker comes on and we're still, still at the funeral. Like, I'm still at the funeral. So, you know, about 
4 o'clock, maybe 4.15, Jennifer Hudson comes on. And God, God, God. She sings me to the gates of heaven and I'm 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 almost inside because she just sung so damn good that I got to the gates of heaven. Oh god, I got to the gates of heaven. Thank you, Jesus. It was a lot of yeses and yes, yes. I was doing all of that, okay? And you know, it's about 4:30, 4:45. And you know, a guy got up there and I just knew, I just knew that the funeral was going to be over because I just knew that when he said, in conclusion, in conclusion, I just, and I was like, yes, he said, in conclusion, yes, this is going to be over. I tapped the lady next to me. I was like, yes, we could probably finally go get some food. Yes. And next thing I know, the pastor comes up and says, coming up next. And I'm like, next? Who, who could possibly be next? So the people is coming up next. I think we had another performer. Somebody else sung. Shirley, I think it was Shirley Caesar. I, I don't remember. But we had somebody else come. Because right now my mind is like draining because I've been at the funeral since 10 o'clock. And, you know, now, now about, you know, 5.30, yeah, about 5.30, maybe 5.35, the pastor comes and delivers the eulogy. Oh, thank God. Thank God. The eulogy is here. It's here. It's finally here. So he gives us the good word. I'm just like, yes, Jesus, yes. Thank you, Lord. I'm praising him. And I just knew after he was finished, we was going to say a prayer. You know, the prayer was going to be the closing of everything. The prayer was going to be the closing of everything. Because about now, it's about 5.45, maybe almost 6. No, wasn't no prayer. Prayer didn't close out. They come back to tell us that Gladys Knight is coming up. And she gets up there. She sings. And, you know, she tells her, remember, uh, you know, remember story of Aretha. And she's up there. And it is 6.15. And I'm still at the funeral. I'm still at the funeral. And I'm just looking from my, you know, my view, my, my peripheral view. And I'm like, damn, I wonder if Donnie Simpson still got them potato chips up there. Like, did he like, you know, crunch the bag up, you know, so he can make little crumples of the Fritos. Like, does he still got those bag of Fritos up there? Cause I'm hungry. It's 6 30. And here comes out Stevie Wonder. And I'm still at the funeral I'm still at the funeral it's 6 30 I've been there since 10 I've been at the funeral since 10 then waited for the family you know if we can start the funeral I've been there on time and Stevie comes out at 6 30 he's there you know he tells us his story he sings us he sings us nice 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 tribute okay and now, the pastor comes and says, I am glad to announce that the service is over. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I have made it 
to the gates of heaven. The gates of heaven is opening up for sister. And I've made it inside and talked to the Lord. I didn't sing the queen of soul. And I done made it. Because the funeral is over. And it's 645. The funeral is over. And I am so happy. I look to the little ladies to my right. And I look to the little ladies to my left. And I see Tyler Perry. I see Sister Tyson. I, I wave everybody. And I just cannot wait to leave out the funeral so I can go get me some food, some water. I'm dying of thirst. So... They carry the casket out. Jennifer Holiday is taking us out. And she's just singing and giving us all the good, 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 good voices. And I finally get outside of the funeral. And I run to my car to find anything that I can think of that can lay me over until I make it to my next stop to get some food. I can tell you something. Aretha. Girl, you went out in style because that funeral, honey, was seven hours. And you know what? They gave us seven hours of praise, okay? And I've been there since 10 a.m., 10 a.m., okay? And I didn't leave to 6.45. I was so hungry, so thirsty, but I knew that I had to be there to watch you go out in style. And guess what? I'm glad that I did not get up and leave to be waited to come back in and all of that. I am proud of myself. But guess what? Never again, okay? If another legend passes away, I'm not going to the funeral. I'm not getting there at 10 o'clock. No, 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 no. I'm going to get there at about 5, 5.15. That's about the good time to get there at 10 o'clock. No, no. Hell no. I got to get there at five because if I don't, I would damn near pass out. Okay. And I, it was the longest time of my life because I've been there since 10 a.m. at the funeral, having me, you know, a good time talking to everybody. Rapping to everybody, you know, we going over Ariane, uh dress and, you know, we're just talking about everything, just having a blast. But guess what? Never again will I be at the funeral early. No, 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 no. I will not. I refuse to be at the funeral early. So I am going to remember this for next time. But Aretha girl, you went out in style. You looked good. You look good. I saw your little peak of gold. You know, you look great. They did did wonderful for you. Wonderful. Wonderful. So shout out to the homecoming service for Aretha. I am glad that, you know, she went out in style for seven hours. And I am glad that, okay. I finally got into the gates of heaven and I was there with Aretha with some food and I finally was able to eat and get me some water. So thank God. Thank God. So we just going to do a small little twerk. Okay. A little light little twerk. And we just going to twerk up out of here with Tyga. Didn't, you know, call the black community and say, was it okay for him to 
put her on to the culture, okay? And then we're just going to do a small little twerk, you know, for Aretha for the seven-hour funeral that I attended, okay? For seven hours. I was there since 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. So, you know, that's what we're going to do. We're going to do that. So we're going to do that and, you know, get out of the twerk something segment and just, you know, have us a good twerking time. So if I recap one of my best twerk something moments from previous shows, I would have to say it will come from episode 25 with Death Row Carnicles. Um, That show was lit only because like I really was like, making Suge Knight sound like he was the bomb. Like, I was like, he was a big teddy bear. He wouldn't harm nobody. He wouldn't do this. He wouldn't do that. And I lied because he did all of it. He did all of it. But that was a really good episode. So I, I had fun doing that. Uh, so now let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is have a 50% off sale at the beauty supply store after you assaulted a black woman. So it was a video, of course, of the man... Korean man punching a black lady in her face because the her child walked out with the keychain by mistake and she took it back to the store and the guy took an assault to her. Now, now, now. What you won't do is give us 50% off at the beauty supply store. Now, you know damn well black people love their wigs, love their weaves, love their braiding hair. And 50% off, oh, y'all was lined up, okay? Lined up. Okay, you can't do that. You can't, you know, sucker us in like that. Not the consumers that way. No. After we said we ain't supporting you no more, you insulted a black woman. But then you gave us a 50% off sale. Wow. 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 And then what you won't do, Ron D. Saints, is monkey this up. So Florida Primary uses that phrase before when he's discussing his opponent. So his opponent opponent name is Andrew. He's black, of course. And then, you know, Ron gets on TV and says, you know, we're not going to monkey this up, whatever that means. But, you know, the thing that's so funny about it is monkeys are actually smart. So before you even thought about any of that or, you know, thought about that statement, maybe you should have thought about that because, you know, maybe we're, you know, one up on that ass like we're smarter than you think okay that's why people are out there voting so that's what you won't do and then what you won't do carrie hart who is pink's husband is bring your contagious baby in a restaurant the baby has hand foot and mouth disease okay that's what you won't do that's nasty that's dirty trifling and that's probably how your baby got the disease from somewhere at daycare who didn't, their parents didn't listen and brought the damn, the damn kid to school. Like, who does that? That's what you won't do. Okay? So, what you won't do is give us a 50% off sale, okay, at the beauty supply store after you done attacked the black woman because you knew that would bring our asses back to the store. And then what you won't do, Ron D. Saints, is monkey this up. Okay, uh, monkeys are actually smart. Okay, so maybe we just, you know, smart up or leveled up on that ass. Okay, and now you're a little threatened. And what you won't do, Carrie Hart, is bring your son to the restaurant with the goddamn 
hand, foot, and mouth disease. Just that's just nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. Um, and then if I had to recap one of the best what you won't do moments, it would have to be from episode twenty-five. When I was like, what you won't do is come at Fergie. Now, Fergie, she gave y'all performance. She was giving y'all opera. She was letting it be all of that. And what you won't do, okay, is come at her, all right? Because my girl was killing it, killing it. So that's one of the best moments for what you won't do. So listen, thank you everyone that has supported me along my podcast journey. It's a year tomorrow, okay? I am so excited. I'm excited for what's to come next in the future. Um, I just want to you know, just make sure that I keep giving my listeners everything that they're looking for from the content to my personality, you know, just keep you guys engaged. Um, so look out for Shanghai Chronicles. Uh, we're doing a lot of things coming up. We're going to revamp the website. Um, we're also going to probably be doing some merch coming soon. So look out for that. Um, also look out for me on all platforms, iTunes, Google Play, and also our newest one, we're on Spotify. So make sure you download the app, search Shanghai Chronicles and take a listen. Okay. This is episode 50, one year of the real me anniversary special so shout out to all my listeners shout out to all my supporters thank y'all so much for staying with me riding with me for a year and let's keep this thing going and i hope everyone has a good weekend and i'm out it's cutting into your exercise time it's stabbing you in the back nine and it's attacking your peace of mind it's pain and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live cbd medic targets your pain at its source it's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.